most loyalty we currently have is more like long-term time-based obligation and fear of letting others down slash managing their feelings or trying to manage their feelings, not upset them. Dressed up in this like virtuous looking dress. And that shit can't work because the result is we abandon ourselves. And that shit is not loyalty. That is disloyal to self. You're listening to the Everyday Legends Podcast, the show that is dedicated to helping everyday men build legendary relationships with yourself, your partner, and your world. I'm your host, Mike Camp, and the aim of this podcast is simple to help you navigate life with more clarity, more confidence, and purpose driven action with plenty of stories a load of lessons, and some loving straight talk. So let's get started. Welcome to the Everyday Legends podcast for another episode. I am your host, Mike Campbell. And today, well, look, I'm, I'm going to call, basically, I'm going to call bullshit on you saying you're loyal and that you value loyalty. And we're actually going to look at that in a hell of a lot more depth. Um, we're going to perhaps look at the ways in which we abandon ourselves in order to choose what I believe is an outdated version of loyalty, this thing we often get caught under, this kind of stifling oppression of an outdated and misguided loyalty that essentially sees people, a lot of the time for men, and I'll explore this more why men, um, you know, because we've known each other or there's been an association with something or someone for a long time, then we must stay close. We're going to redefine loyalty for ourselves and starting with ourselves. Now, before we dive into that, you know what we do around here. Please make sure you give us some love wherever you find your podcast. Give us a review. Leave us some feedback wherever your podcast. Those things are powerful for getting this in front of more men supporting them, um, and supporting us. Of course, uh, take a snapshot, share it on your social media, let me know you're listening, let me know that you, what you're getting from it, and of course, share it with someone, a man that you think could benefit from it. All right, let's have a look at loyalty. So if you go to the dictionary, you're going to find a few different things. There's lots of uh, origins, 15th century, different iterations, etc. Um, and there's, there's quite a bit in there, but I'm going to start with this. Loyalty. Faithful to one's oath, commitments, or obligations. Loyal implies a firm resistance to any temptation to desert or betray. And faithful, in that context, implies unswerving adherence to a person or thing or to the oath or promise by which a tie is contracted. Now, without what I'm going to get into and what I've perhaps already <laughs> briefly touched on, alluded to, we tend to hit the first two parts of that final one there, adherent, unswerving adherence to a person or thing. So it becomes external to us. Even when we talk about an oath or promise, when we talk about commitments, oaths, obligations, uh, a firm resistance to desert or betray. 
the lens that we tend not to look at that through is ourselves. What we miss in there is the self. We place all of this onto others, onto other people, family, individuals, groups, companies for fuck's sake. And in doing so, we lose track of our foundation, ourselves. And so what we actually end up doing a lot of the time is abandoning ourselves, who we are, what we really care about, what we value, our fundamental self, our authentic self, our truth. And in that, therefore, we are being disloyal to ourselves. Now, I see this play out so much. Guys come into my coaching program, you know, there's three key pillars that we're working on. Fundamentally, those are, who are you? How have you got to this point in your life? What are all the behaviors and beliefs and patterns that you have that make you up? We want to make sense of you. Then we want to explore, who do you want to be? Who can you actually be? And and who do you want to be? What do you want for your life? And then how do we become that? And so this comes into that so much. And that second pillar around who do you want to be, we're fundamentally looking at what you value. That's kind of the foundation of so many guys. I hear this, you know, I value loyalty. And I certainly don't um, roll my eyes. I certainly don't scoff. I look at it and then invite a deeper exploration, some curiosity from them. Because my experience has showed me that for most men, we gravitate towards a form of loyalty and we gravitate towards valuing this, putting importance on it. But it's more often than not this misconstrued version where it's actually nothing to do with me. It's about others. And the key cog in that is that in doing that version of loyalty to others, I abandon myself, therefore disloyal to self. And so what I want to do right now is just kind of bring this back to something very, very basic. And that is understanding why this is so common and and what's going on for men in this. Because as men, we are fiercely loyal. And in the way that I see the world, certainly in my experience and my education has shown me that in part, this is due to our DNA. This is due to our biology. And so what I want to do is invite you to go back to a large part of human evolution. And so for thousands, actually hundreds of thousands of years, the human experience was essentially the hunter-gatherer. Now that was not necessarily a gendered thing, but this is where we can start to look at the masculine and feminine and other terms that might actually help us switch out that are hunter and gatherer. And so I'm just going to generalize here. This is conversation and topics for deeper exploration another day, another podcast. But we're just going to throw some blankets over here to help you understand. Please don't take this as gospel or 100% all or nothing, right? Black or white. Most men would be more predominantly masculine or quote unquote hunter by nature, but also have the feminine, the, uh, the gatherer. And vice versa, but that's not a blanket for everyone all the time. What this is actually saying to us is there is a large part of us as humans that are still animals. 
And so whilst we are not an animal, there are instinctual things going on at a biological level that we benefit to understand and respect. So we can, one, know what's being generated at an instinctual level, and then how we can actually take charge of that, how we can apply it with effectiveness and purpose um, and consideration in our lives. So what's the hunter? Well, the hunter is a lot of things, but one of the things that it's doing is going out to hunt, to provide and to protect those that are important to it. It's family. Uh, and so I'm going to use he for the for the simple sense of reference here for his family and those he is hunting for. And so what that actually requires on some level is loyalty because he is loyal to them. And so there is this purpose driven um, aspect of his behavior to provide for those people. He has this instinctual loyalty to them. There's also a, a, a real need for loyalty to his pack and his other hunters because when they are going out to hunt, let's say, a beast or something, it is kind of live or die, right? Get food for the family, potentially kill or be killed. And so there has to be a loyalty between those brothers in order to bring home the kill, to first execute it and then actually bring it home, right? So there has to be a loyalty to the plan that we've um, essentially set out, potentially set out and, and executing on. There has to be a loyalty there. And then also he needs that loyalty back from them, his other hunters, and from those he is providing for and protecting, so that he knows his work and effort is wanted, is needed, is appreciated. This is, in a sense, heavily linked to purpose. So I want you to just like ruminate on that for a moment. How, from a very instinctual and animal level, all human behavior has a grounding in there, this instinctual uh, aspect. But we cannot be a slave to them. Our job is to actually use conscious choice and how they need and want to be applied now. And as such, where this comes into loyalty is it is a, a you know, to, to sum that up, there is an instinctual drive for men, aka the masculine, aka the hunter, to have and need loyalty. But how that has now played out, we have learnt to do it, like many things, uh, a kind of in a misguided, socially driven way through messaging and, and conditioning and kind of new societal and ineffective norms by, with, in this sense, by misplacing loyalty only to the other. And what we don't have, by and large, is guidance, is elders, is community teaching us loyalty to self. Because in order for us to fit into that first instinctual model that I spoke about, we have to have loyalty to self. Self makes up part of the community, part of the tribe. We have to know ourselves in order to know our place in there and how we can be most effective. But when we don't really learn that, who we are, what we're about, our values, should we don't have guidance on how to truly figure out our oaths, our obligations, our commitments to self, Right? We can't be loyal to it. If we don't know how to work out our major commitments in life to ourselves, what we value, our authentic selves, we can't be loyal to it. And because we have this kind of loyalty driver on autopilot at this animal and instinctual level, we have to find something to be loyal to. 
right? We have to be loyal to something. Maybe many things. A football team, right? All sorts of things. And so what it, what tends to happen, in my experience, what I see is most loyalty we currently have is more of a long-term obligation and fear of letting others down slash trying to manage others' feelings and not upset them dressed up in kind of a fancy, virtuous sounding looking dress. And the result being that we abandon what we value and what has us living with integrity in order to uphold this misconstrued loyalty. It's basically people pleasing without considering the consequence to yourself and then to others. It's a very short-sighted, short-term approach to loyalty. So then, if we think for a moment, well, what are things that we can mistakenly be loyal to or maybe misrepresent in our weighting of loyalty, i.e. where we give our fucks out? And, you know, I mentioned before, uh, a sports team, and, and, and I want to be clear, actually, before I go into this, I'm not saying loyalty to any of these things is bad. That judgmental good or bad language doesn't serve us. What we want to do is we want to look at the intention and the driver behind it so we can see if it is serving us or if it's not serving us, if it is effective or it's not effective. So when we don't have a true connection to self, understanding of self, a true loyalty to self, to then apply that externally, we often misweight giving our fucks and loyalty to things that actually don't really serve us. It's kind of like a stopgap, something to keep the monkey brain in us distracted and busy. And we wonder why we have a lack of purpose because our purpose is being applied to things external to us that can't bring us true meaning. So that is where we have intense, holy shit, intense loyalty to you know our sports teams and so on. Again, have loyalty to that, but make sure you don't abandon yourself in the process or you don't have something purposeful for you in the process, right? If, you, if your life is made by loyalty to a sports team, then I would say that's kind of flimsy. What's your grounding in your foundation? Obvious other ones are family, individual people, groups, a job, a company, or a job, really? Ah, oh, man, like, that wouldn't necessarily have your back. Um, <laughs> friends, old friends, even new friends. Shit, someone you just spoke to for five minutes and now you feel like you owe them something. That's misguided loyalty. Uh, well, here's a great one. A restaurant or a cafe, you know, you still go to, even though the coffee is shit house or the food quality has shit uh, slipped. Or maybe the owner is definitely way too racist for anyone's comfort, right? But we stay loyal to it because I've been there for a long time. They smile and treat me well every time. But actually, I want to enjoy a good coffee. And I really value the experience of having a good coffee. Now, this isn't to say you should or shouldn't. If you value that conversation with Steve the barista versus the quality of the coffee, then go for it. Whatever is going to be a higher value to you. But that's the point. Uh, And what about this one? Because this one will fuck with your entire life. Loyalty to our fears and stories that keep us safe. That keep us from facing uncomfortable and growth-based things. Challenges, invitations to our potential. Invitations to new opportunities. To new levels. Oh, we, we love being loyal to those things. 
And so most of these have some element of time base to it, the more time. And the problem with that is most time based, you know, I've been in a relationship for a long time, therefore I have to be loyal. And by a relationship that could be, you know, still a work, right? a relationship to a company, etc. Most of those examples that we have are actually contracts that we feel obliged to keep because, you know, that's the thing to do. But the thing is, the longer the time goes on, they are contracts that we made when we were different people because the human experience is to change. And so the further back they started, actually, the more different we are. And that doesn't mean we just abandon them. It means we need to explore them. They need updating. So with that, think about this. How can you be loyal to the beliefs of a friend or friendship you knew 20 years ago if those beliefs you once shared are now wildly against who you are and what you stand for? Now again, to the previous point, that doesn't mean that you can't still have shared values and a loyalty to that person, but it needs to be upgraded. It needs to be updated. And that's the point. We can't be running on a 20-year-old contract today if we have changed and grown. And I suspect you have because you're a human. So here's a really quick example to perhaps reinforce that point. I grew up in the Catholic Church. I went to Catholic schools. Um, My family, we went to church most of the time. But I no longer believe in any religion. However, if I lived in this time-based obligation loyalty then I would need to be loyal to the church and to my parents' one-time religious affiliations. All decisions that I never made as a child, and I certainly can't make as a child for my adult self. So how could my 38-year-old self stand by that if I don't believe in it? So that would be self-abandonment. Now, for someone who has values faith and religion highly, it's a different situation, although it might warrant updating the contract um, relative to 20 or whatever years ago, maybe more. And that here is the point that for me would be self-abandonment. And this is one of the central things that we see playing out for men in this misconstrued time-based, obligation-based loyalty, is that I feel obliged because of an amount of time or some other measure So I have to be loyal to that, but in the doing so, I abandon myself. I abandon my integrity. I abandon what I value. And and, and the thing about that is self-abandonment in order to fulfill an obligation, it doesn't feel nice. And that is telling you, you are abandoning yourself. You are stepping out of integrity. Obligation is not pleasant it's not from a place of love and purpose and so when we are loyal through obligation it weakens everyone and that might be worth exploring by the way where do you have obligations that don't feel nice that pull you out of your power out of your integrity your values living them through your thoughts words and actions is what keeps you in integrity the moment i abandon them the moment there's the moment i step out of integrity and the moment i'm out of integrity i weaken myself for myself and i weaken myself for others and so if i self-abandon in order to quote unquote be loyal for someone else i've actually weakened myself for them so it starts with 
who you are and your values. And if you don't know these, what they are, what integrity is for you, then quite simply, and this is very common, I see this in men all the time, and again, loyalty is, oh, I value loyalty. Well, we've got to explore it, right? So we have to explore our values because otherwise we end up living someone else's values or someone else's version of what we think we value. Hence this entire podcast, living someone else's outdated, misconstrued definition of what loyalty is. And so by default, we can only be loyal to the definition that's been set for us or that we've inherited or taken on. And that kind of forms the baseline. But when I do this, I abandon myself, my values, my integrity, just to kind of be in your corner, right? I weaken myself for you. That's not loyalty. That's not being driven from a place of love, but it's being driven from a place of fear. It's conflict avoidance. It's people pleasing. It's trying to manage someone else's feelings or prevent possible hurt or upsetting someone. That's all driven from a place of fear and pain avoidance as opposed to love, love and respect for self, love, true love and respect for someone else. But the problem there is it's kind of got this weird like dressed up as respect for someone else, but it's not. Abandoning myself for you is not respecting me or you. It's disrespecting both of us. And that shit can't last. That is out of integrity. And that will not get us to a place where we value ourselves. So, another example. I have copious examples, I suppose, when it comes to, um, you know, where I've been challenged around this myself. And when it comes to a choice between being loyal uh, and abandoning myself and, and all of this. But here's a common one because I actually see this a lot and I've used perhaps this context a bit here. In my coaching program, you know, a big work in the second pillar is understanding your values and who you want to be. And this speaks to this. The third pillar is really about how do you become that and that's kind of the action of living self-respect, living your values and living loyalty, bringing together the first two pillars and so when guys come into the program when they come into the the world of the school of personal mastery and the program everyday legends academy they commit it, it it's a big commitment it asks of you a lot and there's, and there's a lot to that but the, the simple premise is it asks you to make a big commitment now one of the fundamental things that comes with that commitment is it that it, it then asks of you what comes next, we have to step across the threshold into the unknown, what comes next is very powerful. But on the other side of that, I commit to them. I commit to support, to challenge, to hold them accountable, to hold them to a standard, to see them and call them into who they can become. And sometimes that means very much loving Straight talk, it means honesty from a place of love and respect. And so I've seen this kind of thing play out quite a few times where someone will be running a bit of a story as to why something can or can't happen or justifying something. And I am not being loyal to my own commitment to them and therefore my being loyal to them if I just kind of see that and let them away with it and basically be a yes man, good work, yeah, 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 yeah. How I am in integrity, how I am loyal to them and to myself is challenging them on that. Inviting them to see it, pointing it out with love, with sometimes real strength and challenge. 
And also in that moment, in order to do it, I am challenged, right? Do I just pander? Do I let them slide on that? Well, my integrity says, no, I have to step into that. That's loyalty, loyalty to me. That's loyalty to them. Now, you know, part of the, 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 the container for this is that it's a safe, non-judgmental environment where they get to be seen, where they get to be supported. There is no judgment. There is only support. There is empathy. There is compassion. And there is strength. You get to be held and you get to be held accountable. You get to be held to account and you get to be held to a standard. And so, you know, I would hope in most coaching relationships, that's the nature of it. But this is a very common way in which this plays out, where I'm presented with this myself, inviting them to a new loyalty, but also for myself being tested on it a lot. And so if I didn't, well, I would be out of integrity, I would be disloyal to myself, and I would be disloyal to them and my original commitment to them as well. Now, I want to be clear here, all of this doesn't mean, especially if we think about like in a one-on-one situation, like with a mate, all of this doesn't mean you abandon others, you abandon your family because you've grown past them. It's not black or white. That's the challenge for so many guys when it comes to this work. And we see this all the time in my program is that we, we are doing one thing and we think the alternative is the other end of the spectrum. You know, nice guys think, well, the answer is I have to be an asshole. No, of course not. That's the other end of the spectrum, bro. There's this big middle ground that you need to step into the gray area. But when you do that, life can become more colorful if you want to have, add a bit of cheese to that. Um, and so it's not all or nothing. You don't just abandon others in order to be true to yourself. You can get and be in someone's corner you get to be for them but not necessarily with them in the sense that it might first appear perhaps how we have run it for a long time because if being with them means you're out of integrity and you're out of loyalty then that that's not going to work so here's an example and i see this a lot and we had this recently in my coaching program you get a mate who is you know asking you to cover for you uh, for him sorry maybe he's just acting in ways that you disagree with, or as one of my coaching guys says, my mate is being a fuckhead and I don't agree with it, but I'm loyal to him, so I don't know what to do. Well, reflect back on everything we've just discussed and think about what do you value right now and what would being loyal to yourself and therefore being an integrity look like? And how can I support him from that standpoint? Because being a yes man to him might feel like it's the option in the moment, but it won't serve either of you in the long term. And so that doesn't mean you get to say, bro, you're being a dick. Although it might. But here's here's a, here's a, a model, perhaps, a, a template for what you can say. And this might be to your mate. It might be to a family member. It might be to, you know, a, 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 the representation of your company in a different form. Bro, I have got your back. But right now you have done something that is not on. And if you want my loyalty, what that looks like is me being willing to call you on that and tell you that that shit is not on and hold you to a higher standard. If you want my friendship, it doesn't look like that shit right there. If you want my loyalty, it looks like me not pandering to you as a yes man, but actually holding you to a standard while also meeting and maintaining my own that's loyalty bro and so what that looks like for you can look like any number of things 
the context and the specifics of the situation will come in there as to potentially what exactly is said or added to that. That's loyalty, gentlemen. That's what I want for you. So loyalty, like so much of this work, starts with self. That's what we work on for any guy who feels that loyalty is a value of his, but perhaps hasn't explored it with any real depth or curiosity. Because when we do, when we work out loyalty to self, we become stronger, more capable, we can support others, we can tap into purpose, we can actually live to a standard and support others in living to theirs. We can invite others to a standard. Of course, caveat to that is they may not want to come. Just like we often don't want to come to our own standard because it invites us to let go of some old shit that's keeping us comfortable and small. And sometimes we do that kicking and dragging and we don't do it. And we can also figure out in relationships, certainly at a particular closeness or, or, or intimacy, um, that have gone their distance, we can start to figure out maybe we need to separate for a while or shift for a time what the relationship is. You know, are we tight friends or are we and bros or are we kind of mates and, and acquaintance, acquaintances for a while? Because often we have to separate in order to come back together. But as you can see, the theme of this is exploration, is Curiosity is investigation. And I would add to that conversation. A lot of the stuff we can't just work out ourselves. Uh, it requires and, and really benefits from conversation. Brainstorming, spitballing this stuff with others. And because it's for men, it's often a conversation around loyalty to friends and maybe family. Then go and speak to them about it. Have this conversation. See if they are willing to meet you where you want to be. And so with that, I've got some, I've got some questions for you to ponder. I suggest you write these down, reflect on them this week. And if you want, please, I'd love you to come message me on social media, tag me, let me know how you're going with these questions um, and any other questions that you have. So question number one, where have I abandoned myself? Now, the extension to that be, might be, you know, under the guise of loyalty to others, to family, to friends, to partner, to a company, to a sports team, something. Where have I abandoned myself, what I stand for, who I am? Now, in the way of that might be, well, I don't even know really who I am. So it's hard to know where I've abandoned myself. And that would be a, a, a great thing to notice and really start to explore. I'll also call a little bit of bullshit on that because you, we know this stuff deep down. But sometimes we have to stop being fucking busy in our lives in order to really let all the information and, and, and voice that's in there come up. Sit, create silence, create space for yourself, maybe 30 minutes a day. See what comes up there. You'll, you'll soon fucking see. So that's the first question. Where have I abandoned myself? Second question is, what do I value most in life? What do I value? And an extension for that, despite what others think, or may think about me, or how I am influenced by others. This is me. What do I value? And what you have to do there, gentlemen, is you have to then explore what those values mean to you, just as we've done here with loyalty. If you say I value freedom, well, what the fuck is freedom? Everyone values freedom. So what does it look like? What is it? How do you define it, right? How does that manifest, or do you want it to manifest in your life? 
Third question is, what major commitments do I have in my life for myself or do I want and need to have in my life? You know, do you have a commitment to personal growth? Do you have a commitment to your health? Do you have a commitment to adventure and exploration and and who knows? Go for it. What commitments do you have? Those are the things you get to be loyal to. Because then the next question is, how can I remain loyal to them? How can I remain loyal, remain loyal to my commitments, but not attached to how they evolve or how opportunity might arise to follow through on them, right? Because if we get attached to how something needs to be, we often miss the underlying and baseline commitment. So how can I remain, remain loyal to those commitments? What will that require of me? Next question. You might be able to answer some of them now. Some of them might pop up in the moment. How, uh, what will that require of me? And then next one is what quote unquote old loyalties do I have to let go of or perhaps reshape or maybe, you know, kind of create new contracts as we spoke about earlier. And then the final question is this. What would true loyalty to myself look like? Detail that. Explain it. In full depth. Whatever that looks like. Remember with this stuff, there's no right or wrong. Don't try and get the answer perfect first time. You get to explore this. You get to refine it. It gets to be flexible and flow. And that is our download or my download for the day. I hope you enjoyed this perspective and that you'll be taking something away from it. And please remember, do not just listen to this podcast and kind of stoke the fire of I feel motivated for a moment. Do something with this information. Ask yourself how you're going to apply it. Share it with someone, both this podcast and what you're learning from it. Let me know on social media how it landed for you and what you're going to do with it. Because just listening to this stuff without doing anything with it, that's masturbation, bro. And masturbation ain't bad, but it's not the real thing. You gotta do something with it. You gotta put this shit into action. Reading, listening, collecting information won't do shit if you don't do something with it. Until next time, keep working on building that legendary integrity. This has been the Everyday Legends podcast with Mike Campbell. Again, like, subscribe, do all the things. Let us know how you're enjoying this stuff, how you're consuming it, what you're doing with it. And we'll see you next time.